You're listening to the Live Church Livonia podcast, a show where you can hear the teachings from our weekend gatherings. You can catch the full service on our Facebook or YouTube and head over to our website if you'd like to give. Here we're real people following a real God and experiencing real life. Welcome to Life Church Livonia. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It is wonderful to be with you. Uh, just as we walk through uh, the, the number one question asked in the world, how are you doing? What's happening? How's your day? You go into the store, somebody's going to look at you and somebody's going to say, and how are you today? And as I look through the question, and, and we always ask that question, it's kind of like a passing question. Please don't tell me you're doing terrible because I don't have time to stop and talk to you. But in the same breath, the question that I'm asking today as we take this time together, how are you doing? And in particular, we want to talk about faithfulness. In your faith, in your journey, how are you doing? Because we have been challenged more than ever before. And so I want to take a look, and I want to take a look at a character in the Bible, and the character is Abraham. Just when he was called to a very hard thing, he makes the Hall of Fame. He's in, the, he's in Hebrews 11, and it talks about Abraham and his faith. So I want to take a look at one of those stories that Abraham practiced his faith and increased in his faithfulness. My desire in my life, especially in today's world, is that I would become more and more faithful. And so as we take a look, the first thing I just want to remind you of, and the first thing I would say to you, God is faithful. And if you take a look in Lamentations chapter 3, it says this, They, being God's mercies, are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God is faithful. In my most unfaithful moment, God is faithful. And I don't want to remember that. I don't want anybody to forget that. Please grasp a hold of it. This is my life stick. Maybe some have seen it before. It's a yardstick, yes. And it is colored in. I am 70 years old. Thank you. I look well-preserved. That's because I married somebody younger than me. But as I look through, this, this black represents the life that I have lived. And we often sing a song, and it says, All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath, that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And as I looked and I sang that, we were singing that one time, and it was a group, I was speaking to a group of young people, all in their 20s, and I was just finished speaking, and they started to sing it, and I wanted to jump up, and I wanted to say, you guys, I am 68 years old, and can I tell you that all my life, he has been faithful. And so as we walk through, I just want to remind everybody, God is faithful. In the same breath, we are called to be faithful. And when you look in Galatians, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. And it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, 
kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. How are you doing? I desire in my life, as I go into my later years, I desire to be faithful. So we want to take a look at Genesis chapter 22. Because in Genesis 22, we see the story of Abraham, and he is called by God to go and offer his son Isaac up as a sacrifice. In Genesis 22, the first 14 verses, it starts off, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we'll come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. He himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said. But where? is the lamb for the burnt offering. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Father, as we take these few minutes together and we've opened your word, I pray that the power of your word, the power of the life of Abraham, his faithfulness, would challenge our hearts and our minds. Thank you for this opportunity as we commit it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to point out to you six, six things that I think help us in the journey of faithfulness. Six things in our journey Abraham is a man of faith. 
His faithfulness shines to this day. And what things did he do that caused his faithfulness to grow? As we take a look, we'll start off with the first one. First one happens immediately in verse chapter 1. Because as we take a look at the six of them, we're going to take a look and we're going to see, and I want to ask myself, how am I doing, Bob? How am I doing? And so the first thing in improving our faithfulness, number one, do we recognize that God calls us, that God wants us to be faithful? Verse chapter one, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, he called. And Abraham was ready for the response. Here I am, Lord. Woohoo! Here I am. And the first part is we grow in our faithfulness. Do we recognize that God calls us to be people who are faithful? You go back to the Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit. Do we recognize it or do we minimize it? Oh, that's okay. No, that's, a, that's, a, that's for somebody else to do. And I've often thought as Abraham gets called, Abraham's reply is, here I am. Woohoo! And it's not, uh, I, I'm sorry, did I, did I not quite hear you? Uh, maybe that was somebody else. So the first step in this, the steps of faithfulness, increasing faithfulness, do we recognize that God has called us? To me, it's one of the great, great opportunities because the world today needs to pe see people of faith. Number two. Number two comes in verse three. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey, took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. Second step of our faithfulness is a step of preparation. Do we prepare ourselves? In the best of the times, do we prepare ourselves? Do we sharpen our faithfulness? Several years ago, one of my friends in Christian camping was diagnosed with cancer. 43 years old, huge camp, and they had started to plant two other camps across the United States with plans to go after a lot more. And the diagnosis came of cancer. We walked through the valleys with him. And he called and said, I'm not doing real well, Bob. Can you come and just spend some time? So I spent a day where we just prayed, talked about what we could do, how we could do it, prayed for God's healing, all of those kind of things. And he said something to me very profound. He said, Bob, he says, people are telling me, oh, Mark, your faithfulness, your faith is so good. And Mark looked at me and he said, Bob, my faithfulness to my creator, my faithfulness to my savior did not start on the day I was diagnosed with cancer. It happened in the small, quiet moments when there was nobody else around. I spent my time before the Lord and poured myself out before the Lord. And he says, I believe in those quiet moments 
that God was preparing me for this journey. Challenge to myself. How well am I doing at preparing? Don't you think this would have been a good time for Abraham to forget something? Don't you think he's just been told, go offer your son, your only son up? And it's like, okay, oh, sorry, Lord, I forgot the knife. Can we reschedule this for a couple of weeks later? Could, oh, rats, I forgot the wood. You know, and I, I can only take wood from my own region. You know, I can't get the wood over there. I got to have my, what I call the religion of excusiology. There's always a good reason to do the wrong thing. And he got up and he prepared to live out his faith. Second key, preparation. As we take a look, number three. Number three on the list. They get there, they go on this three-day journey. I love thinking through what must have been going through that man's mind. Three days, he's on the journey. The servants are with him and all this stuff. And at the end of three days, he stops. And he looks at the servants and he says, you guys remain here. My son and I are going to go over there. And the third step that I would like to challenge you with is a step that I call separation. First, we had recognition. Then we had preparation. And now we have separation. That in all the things for our faithfulness to grow, there's a time that we need to just step back away from all the stuff of the world. There's an old chorus that we used to sing. For me, it's still pretty new, but it was older now. And it says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And there, in our walk of faithfulness, there is the need that we will take time to separate from all the stuff and whatever your stuff is to increase in faithfulness. We need to practice separation. One of my life mentors, we were sitting one day and talking and he asked me an unbelievable question. His question that he asked me is, when is the last time that God had your undivided attention? We were talking about devotions. I said, well, I, you know, I do this. I pray when I'm driving to work in the morning, all one mile down the road. I, you know, and all of those kinds of things. Because I can multitask. And he said, I just want to know when is the last time that God had your undivided attention. What was he saying to me? To grow in faithfulness, Bob, you need to take time and separate yourself from all the stuff. So they separate and they head off. Number three, and they go off and they get there. The son asked a really tough question. Hey, Dad, woohoo! 
Got the fire, got the wood, got the knife, got the stuff. Where is the burnt offering? Where is the offering? And the father looks to his son and says, the Lord will provide. How are you doing, Bob? Are you trusting the Lord's provision? Because they get there and they build the altar, they get it all set up. And the father takes his son, his only son, and he lays him on the altar. And in our steps of faithfulness, if we are to grow in faithfulness, we need to make a presentation. New Testament talks about it, that we would present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God. Challenge? What are you presenting? What kind of presentation are you making? Because here's a father and he's laying his son on the altar. And he's making a presentation and you know the whole story, the promise of the son, all of those kind of things. I laugh because years and years and years ago, I have a son, Rob, and I spoke and Rob was probably four or five years old. And I kind of brought him up front and I sat him on the thing as I talked through this story. And as we got done, we were walking home and he had my hand and we were walking through and Rob looks up in my face and Rob says, Dad, let's not do that one again, okay? And we laughed. And my son, my four to five year old son reminded me, there's a presentation to make of our lives and to trust God. And here's Abraham, who's told, offer your son up as a sacrifice, your only son. And he makes a presentation. Am I willing to present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable and pleasing unto God? Number five, we got the picture, they're there, the knife's there, the sun's laid out and everything else. And something happens as he outstretches the knife. The Lord says, Abraham, Abraham, a double call. Just in case you missed me the first time, Abraham, I'm going to tell you twice. And Abraham recognizes God's call. And Abraham says, same as verse 1, here I am. And the Lord says, I've seen you willing to offer it up. And then it says, Abraham lifted his head and he saw caught in the thicket a ram. Did you notice? I'm sure as he was laying his son out, he was pulling back. He was looking down. And God speaks, and Abraham lifts his head, and Abraham sees. 
challenge I've given myself. Bob Tissett, are you caught up so much in all the stuff that you're looking down and you're not looking up? Because the fifth step that I would like to suggest to you is observation. He makes an observation that in all the pressure and all the stuff, this man of faith does not neglect to look up. And as he looks up, he sees God's provision. For each and every one of us, I don't know what all your struggles are. I don't know what all your challenges are. But I know in today's world, the challenges can become so great that we spend our time looking down. And very possibly in this uh, increasing my faithfulness that I take time to look up. And looking up to my Savior and looking up to Almighty God. And very possibly it is at that time that we will see God's wonderful provision for us. I think about it now, and I think about God's provision. I go back to turn your eyes upon Jesus. And it is good for me to go back and to observe the story of Jesus Christ hanging on the cross. Another one of those old hymns, it's even older than the one I already mentioned. It talks about us seeing and being the Lord and on the cross, on the cross, he spoke my name as he died. And in dying, he spoke my name. That's an encouraging picture to me, increases my faithfulness. As he hangs on the cross, and exactly how it all happened. We know he hang, hung on the cross. We know darkness came over the face of the earth. We know God punished his son for my sin. And we always say, for the sin of all mankind, but it was for my sin. And I, the Bible didn't say it all this way, but sometimes I thought on the personal level, I wonder when it came that he paid the price for my sin, if there was just a little extra grunt. and for us to observe the goodness of God. I've often said to people, when is the last time that God has awed you? When is the last time that you've observed his faithfulness to you? And a lot of times people go like, oh yeah, I saw this sunset or and then I look at him and I always ask the question, are you audible? Not football, audible, audible. Are you able to be awed by God? Our faithfulness will grow as we observe his faithfulness. Then finally, the sixth one, 
They take the ram. They sacrifice the ram and they put it up on the altar. And I'm convinced that they celebrated. And part of our growing in faithfulness is that we would be known as people who celebrate. I do not know what the celebration service looked like there between the two of them. I don't know if they danced around the altar. I don't know if they just stood there with their arms around each other with tears coming down there. I don't know if they threw their faces to the ground and just looked up and I don't know if they lifted their, I don't know how they celebrated, but I am convinced that they celebrated. And in our journey, of faithfulness. Are you celebrating? There's so much today to be concerned about. There's so much. We're just coming off of Thanksgiving. And the Bible tells us it is a good thing to give thanks. Several years ago when I was on the board for Christian camping, got to go to the Air Force Academy homecoming football game playing San Diego State. Close game with 17 seconds left. Uh, San Diego State kicked a 42-yard field goal that sent the game into overtime. And in overtime, they line up the 20-yard line and they all the different things. For those of you who don't like football, I'm sorry, but this is a good one. And as they're there and San Diego State gets the ball first and they get it down to about the 10-yard line, they come up to the line, the quarterback is in a shotgun, he, Calls it, and there's a guy coming in. He's going to come in from a blitz from the side for Air Force Academy. He comes in. The quarterback recognizes it. The quarterback turns. He's leaving the man that he was guarding because he's trying to get to the quarterback. The quarterback goes and throws a pass, and the guy is in no man's land. He's halfway to the quarterback, and he's not back with the receiver. The safety's coming over to cover, and the guy jumps in the air as high as he can. He tips the ball, it goes up in the air, he catches it, intercepts the pass, and he runs 90 yards to the other end of the field for a touchdown. Woohoo! When they got there, when he got in the end zone, because the game's over now, they won their homecoming game. He is in there, he turns, and the entire Air Force Academy football team runs down to the end zone, and they're jumping on top, and there's a pile of human bodies that's thick. What are they doing? They are celebrating. They are celebrating a victory. And I thought, sometimes I celebrate a victory in a football game more than I celebrate that Jesus Christ came to this earth to pay the price for my sin, that I might have an eternal relationship with Almighty God. I'm not advocating that in the church we have a big pile of bodies at the back. But I am asking us, do we celebrate? We need to be people who will celebrate. And as I watch and I think about that, I will celebrate the goodness of God. Want to increase in faithfulness? Be celebrators.
Open our eyes and see those things. Observe those things and then celebrate the goodness of God. Six things very quickly that we sum it up. Want to increase in faithfulness? Recognize God's called us to it. Number two, prepare ourselves. Number three, separate. Take time to get away and be before God and God alone. Make a presentation that we present our bodies as living sacrifices. Lift our heads and observe the goodness of God. And finally, celebrate. Woohoo! It is good to celebrate because God has blessed us beyond all comprehension. Thank you. Close quickly in prayer. Thank you, Father, for your word and the power of it. We praise you, Almighty God, that you are faithful. And I pray in my own life, Lord, that I would be faithful and I would walk in faithfulness and I would grow in faithfulness. And it would mark my life and it would mark the life of these people because then others will see and others will ask the right questions. And we will praise and glorify your name and give you all praise and all glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.